Welcome back to the Winnipeg Foundation's Because Radio. Robert Zirk here with you today. I am now joined by Angela McCoggan. She is the Executive Director with SCOPE. Angela, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today. Oh, thank you for inquiring and, and speaking with me. Any chance I get to talk about SCOPE is I'm grateful for. For our listeners who maybe aren't familiar with SCOPE and the services that it provides, give us a bit of an introduction and a background about SCOPE and the organization and what it does. So our core um, services are we provide employment for people living with mental health issues. So we have about 12 different social enterprises and we're always looking for little niche markets. So we cut grass, we shovel snow, we're an electronic waste recycling depot, we pick it up for a fee. We have a thrift store and we also do um, bed bug and hoarding clean outs, anything that we can do to enable someone to maintain their housing is things that we do. We also do home start packages for anybody, but also uh, for children aging out of care. So for $495, they get a brand new bed, new bedding, a couch, a chair, um, anything you would need to start. Towels, you know, dishes, a microwave, a kettle. So we put these home start packages together. We don't make any money on them. For instance, children aging out of care get about $1,100 um, when they age out of care to set themselves in a new apartment. So because we do them for only $4.95, they get to use the rest of the money for groceries. We all know how expensive it is, you know, to set yourself up for housing. We do them and we do them for anybody. Sometimes people um, have been in the hospital and they've lost all their belongings, um, for whatever reason that is. Many of our members have been in those situations because they, they deal primarily with long-term mental health issues. So yeah, any little niche market we can find. This past August, Scope made a big move to a brand new location. Can you tell us about that move and you know what it has meant for Scope as an organization, how things have changed because of that? We recognized even prior to COVID-19, the pandemic, that we needed to provide housing to some of our members because it's, it is incredibly difficult to maintain employment when you have unstable housing or you're precariously housed. So we recognized that we needed to move into providing some long-term supportive housing. Then COVID hit. So in our prior location did, could not support that model of housing. COVID hit and we knew that we had to act really quickly in to deal with the pandemic. So we turned our thrift store into a 24 seven safe space for some of the city's most vulnerable and homeless and work started to work on looking for a new location. So at our old location, we were able to shelter um, 20 people at night and numerous others during the day. So we fed, we, we, fed, we provided showers, um, computer access, um, a phone, laundry service to not only the people who were staying with us, but people that were coming in during the day that didn't have access to those services. So at one point during COVID-19, when the whole city was shut down, um, there were seven computers available in the entire city of Winnipeg for people who were vulnerable, homeless, and two phones. We at our old location had six of those computers and one of those phones. We saw 740 different people who used different services and we were feeding between 120 and 160 meals per day. 
So that really, really showed us that it, it, it was very necessary for us to find a larger location that could provide um, you know, some shelter right now and then in the long term, some some long term supportive housing for people. And the niche, the building at 865 Main Street had been sitting empty for almost three years and I was eyeing it, you know, and and it just the whole COVID thing necessitated us you know, making a, a lease agreement with Assiniboine Credit Union for a year to give us enough time to purchase the building. So that's what we did. I'm very, very grateful for their, you know, community spirit and their open-mindedness to make this happen. So that's what we did. We moved into 865 Main Street and now we have the ability to provide 24 seven safe space for 40 people and feed numerous other people um, because we, you know, we have a commercial kitchen here, which also in the long term, um, not only does it provide that housing piece, but also it provides so much opportunity for our members in different different ways so we have a commercial kitchen so we can train people you know how to work in a kitchen or how to do the accounting for a kitchen or you know how to serve also um, we have a full serve bakery here so we can teach people how to bake and they can bake for the community it's going to be open to the you know to um, the public at some point in time COVID-19 we're being very careful so we're not opening it to the public, that or the restaurant right now, but eventually they will be. But right now, I mean, we need to feed people so we can use it as such. Yeah, and, and it, our thrift store is, oh, I think it's six times the size of our old thrift store. And then even, you know, that housing piece, uh, we need people to support people in the shelter and then long-term in that housing piece. Can you speak to how the programming has impacted the participants, maybe if there is a like a particular success story or something maybe that you've noticed recently with, um, you know, since the new move has happened. I'm wondering if you can share a success story with our audience. Oh, my goodness. So many success stories. The people that were are staying with us, our guests, um, and, and some of that changes, but some of them have maintained staying at our shelter. Um, for the entire time. So we're a little bit different than regular shelters. So once you come in and decide that you want to stay with us, you don't have to leave until you decide that you want to. So, but what you do have to do is you have to participate in our programming. So whether that's, um, you know, our sharing circles or our other programs that we offer, you know, our art classes and, you also have to either volunteer or work for us. So we're, it's, we're moving people through the continuum. And these are people that society had basically said, you know, you don't have anything to offer us. You, you're, you know, you're living on the street. You don't have any skills. You don't have any value. I believe in each and every one of them. They all have something to bring to the table. You know, when I first started this business, I used to ask people, you know, how can I help you? What can I do for you? No, no, no. And now I ask them, I, you know, can you help me? I need your help because you have value and you bring something to the table. And they're so proud of it. So incredibly proud. You know, we have somebody staying here for, for who for years and years and years was a drug addict, you know, um, was precariously housed, just a lovely young lady had lost her children in care. Actually, the reason that she ended up coming to us is because her house burned down. 
the house, the rooming house that she was living in, which at the time she didn't know that that was, that was actually something pretty positive. So she has been staying with us now. She's been clean for the entire time. She's actually going to school to become a hairdresser, which is her lifelong dream. So, yeah. And, you know, she has a safe space to stay every day and every night. She also now works for us. So it's just like people just need someone to, to help them because they don't know where to go and what to do. Right. So that's what we need. And, you know, some people don't want to live by themselves. Hence our, you know, long-term supportive housing model. They want to live in a family setting and that's what we call, we call this home. And, you know, there's people here to support each other and that's what they want. They don't want necessarily to go and live in a bachelor apartment by themselves. You know, one of our other members, he actually was staying with us um, on Arlington and then uh, housing got him in a bachelor apartment in a Manitoba housing building. And within about, I think it was three days, he came back and said, I don't want to live there. All I do is I sit in my apartment and I drink. But when I'm here, I have to work and I have to volunteer. And, you know, he feels like he's part of the community. So, yeah, it's and some people, you know what, they want to live independently, you know, and and so we have to look in this city. We have to look at different models of housing, not not one thing fits all. And we have to stop. You know, shelter is fine in the beginning for people who aren't ready to move on, but we have to find housing solutions for people. You know, I heard on the radio the other day um, on CBC, I was listening to, and and Toronto needs um, the statistics on the amount of housing units we need, whatever that looks like, right? Um, Toronto needs is short 6,000 units. We're short 9,000 units in Winnipeg and, and Manitoba. Like we are so much smaller than Toronto. Like that, the, I had not heard that statistic before and it just, it makes me crazy. We need to start talking about housing. If anyone listening would like to support any of the social enterprises that Scope operates, what's the best way for people to, to get that information? So you can you can call us. We're having some challenges with our phones right now, but the best way to contact us at this point in time is to look at our website and you can actually contact us through our website or you can send us an email. Our website pretty much lists um, all of our services, but if you're unsure if we're providing that service, just shoot us an email and we pretty much will do anything that will give people valuable skills. You know, if you need your snow shovel this winter, that's what we do. If you need your grass cut in the summer, we do that too. Yes, many, many different things. If you, you know, if you have some furniture or some clothing to donate, if you can't get it here, we'd be more than happy to pick it up. And a lot of that furniture goes for those home start packages that I talked about earlier. Some of, um, some of it goes to the community. Sometimes we give stuff away for free, but um, sometimes we sell things for a reasonable cost. And we are a registered charity, so we are able to provide um, tax receipts for fair market value. Yes, so not for small items being donated, but if they're larger items, you know, worth a fair amount of money, we can provide those. And of course, for any cash donations, we can as well. As you mentioned, Scope is also accepting donations, and in particular, bed and furniture donations for the Drive for Dignity and uh, how can people arrange uh, if they have something that they'd like to donate? Uh, what's the best way for them to reach out? 
So the beds that we're providing to our members are actually, they're participating, some of them, in building those beds. So we're building sturdy beds out of wood that actually have an end table at, uh, attached to them. And then we're purchasing the mattresses. So for a cash donation of $200, that gives somebody a bed to sleep in on a really nice mattress, on a sturdy bed with room to store their stuff under it, and an end table where they can put their book or, or whatever else that is. And, and we are gladly giving receipts for that $200 donation, and they will be working in a workshop actually to make it. So which also, you know, can you imagine participating in making a bed for yourself? Like it just, yeah, it's amazing. It just makes you, yeah. And, and for somebody else, right? We're actually having people discharged straight from the hospital. So it's very important for us to get people off the floor because some people are coming in with disabilities. So it's difficult for them. We've got some mattresses on the floor right now, but we've got mats in some other areas. So it's really important for us to get people into that bed and into a dignified space. Our oldest person that stays that shelters with us is 82 years old can you imagine being homeless at 82 years old and he loves it here because he's got support from us right he knows he's got a safe place to come and we also so we're housing first models so we take people where they're at so people can be using their drug of choice or they can be you know drinking um but our only criteria is that their behavior must be appropriate you can't expect somebody to, you know, stop using their drug or their, you know, drink of choice to be housed. Everybody deserves housing. Absolutely everybody deserves housing. I do like to, though, I don't talk about us being a charity very often because what we want to do is we want to get people work, right? We want to provide you a really good service for a reasonable cost and to provide the dignity to our members that comes with working. We're just about out of time, but is there anything else you'd like to mention about uh, about Scope before we sign off? You know, I could go on and on and on about Scope, but I'm just, you know, I can't say enough how proud I am of the people that are staying with us and participating and moving forward in their lives. And, and my staff and just, you know, when I first said to them, okay, we're going to turn our thrift store into a 24-7 safe space, I think they thought I lost my mind. But you know what? They did it and they've been just absolutely fantastic. Yes. And just, I'm so grateful to be able to work and be involved with the people staying, you know, that stay in our shelter and that come to us for their most basic needs. We're also, you know, we distribute Winnipeg Harvest. We're also are delivering it to people who are having to isolate because of COVID, because they've tested positive and have no other ways. So any help that um, you can give us is greatly appreciated, whether that's using our services or donating to our thrift store. So thank you. And as always, all the information is online as well at scope.org. That's S-S-C-O-P-E dot org. I've been speaking with Angela McCoggan, the Executive Director of Scope. Angela, thank you again so much for joining me today and sharing the inspiring stories about all the great things that Scope is doing. Thank you so much, Robert. I really appreciate it. Take good care. Because Radio is produced by the Winnipeg Foundation in partnership with 93.7 CJNU-FM. 
If you'd like to listen to previous episodes or subscribe to our podcast, please visit becauseradio.org. 